Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's uh, Blues Notes. Uh, I'm Brandon. Uh, another episode of oh, the podcast, and uh, today joined by uh, joined with Josh Edwards again. I know we kind of missed him on the last this last episode, but he's had a little bit of stuff going on in his life, so he's he's back though and getting we're gonna get things rolling today uh there's been a lot kind of going on in the last week and a half of blues hockey since i covered things last um the winning streak is no more Uh, they haven't really been winning since they went on a uh their seven game winning streak um but since the uh, the winning streak, they've had a game against Buffalo, which they lost six to two. Tampa, who they lost five to two. Florida, they actually won five to four in overtime. Dallas lost four to one. Carolina lost six to four. And then last night they played against Pittsburgh and they lost six to two. Um, so as you can see, who? Who is my guest? Really, Logan? You had to. You had to ask that question. You had to ask that question. Really? What's up, Logan? <laughs> You've seen him before. You have seen him before. <laughs> More times than he would like. Yeah, uh, it, it's just a different camera view, so you might not recognize him as the picture is actually clear for a change, rather than kind of blurred. <laughs> um but yeah the uh, uh i i will say even when and josh you may agree with me or you may not agree with me but even when they are kind of going on their winning streak a little bit I, I wasn't really sure how long it was gonna last because even when they were winning a ton of games it it seemed like they were really scraping by to get those wins a lot of times and even though they had a lot of high-scoring games, like they had five to three against San Jose, five-four uh, against Washington, even though that went to shootout, six-two uh, against Anaheim. I mean, it, it a lot of those games I felt like they were luck games that they won all seven. But, um, but I mean, I, the games followed that. I mean, against Buffalo, Tampa. Uh, Carolina, even last night's game against Pittsburgh, it was. Um, you're leaving. Why are you leaving? I don't know. All right. Um, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of good that really can be said about the Blues at the moment. Um, it, it's been really, really sloppy play. Um, they. They seem to have uh, lost the ability to really shoot the puck. They haven't really been taking a whole lot of shots. If you go back through a lot of the games, I mean, yeah, last night it wasn't a high shooting game, but still they've been getting outshot by a lot of their opponents. And it's, they do a lot more passing than what they need to be doing right now. And they're forcing pucks, which are creating turnovers, which is what's causing all these chances for the other teams to get all these goals against them, which, I mean, you can tell they're getting a lot of goals because 6-2, to 5-2, five 5-4, to five, 
Wow. Four to one, six to four, six to two. The Blues are giving the, their opponents chances right now, and they are their defense is not there. Uh, Josh, what do you feel or think? Well, I think you've uh, capped it up pretty well. Um, I don't think you really missed anything. Uh, the defense is non-existent. Jordan Bennington has, you know, during that seven-game win streak, I mean, Bennington kept you in all those games. Oh, and, gotcha. I mean, that that that's what it was. It was, it was Bennington doing just enough and the offense doing just enough to keep the defense above water. And when the offense slips back or Bennington, you know, isn't on top of his game, there's not enough offense there to carry the team. Yep. This team still has eight uh, 20-plus goal scorers from last year. Um, they – the defense is – the defense is worse than it was last year. Either – you got to look at it two ways, in my opinion. Either the defense is actually worse than it was last year, which I don't see how that's physically possible. We didn't lose anybody on the defense. We didn't lose anybody on the defense either. It's the same literal, literal defense from last year. Right. So then that means the offense just isn't clicking like it did last year because the only major offensive player we lost was Perron, who's having a great season over in Detroit right now. Um, and our goaltending issue, which we you know when Benson's on top, on top of his game, he's hands down one of the best goaltenders in the league. When he's not, he's arguably one of the worst goaltenders in the league, and we don't have Billy Huso to back him up. Um, Thomas Grice got his first win. Congratulations to him, you old man. You know, you showed you can still play from time to time, but this team right now is not constructed properly for the coaching style that we have, for the coach we have. Nope. Um, and I'm not saying that is against Chief, because I think Chief is the right coach. I think – and I and I love Army. Don't get me wrong. You guys know I'm a big supporter of Army. But um, they took a couple risks that I think uh, they did, shouldn't have taken. At this point, you know, I was I was one of the people who said, yeah, go ahead and sign Letty Leperon go. I was wrong. Um, Perron should have stayed. Probably should have let Letty go. Let Mikula come up. Go shop for another defenseman. Um, you know, maybe go after uh, Chickering. Out of Arizona, I know he's not a defensive defenseman, but the kid puts up offensive points, and his plus minus looks bad because he's on a bad team. So um, it looks well, like Army doesn't have any. I think people aren't going to really look at much of Chitchern right now, just because he literally came off of IR within the last three or four days. Or no, right. he came off on Monday. Monday was his first game back. Yeah. So, I there's plenty of talent on this team. And they should be, they they are they should be a better team than this. Um, I didn't think they were going to be the best team in the division. Um, I expected them to be probably the second best team in the division, third or fourth best team in the conference. Um, yeah, right now we're a bottom like, lower in the league. I was going to say they're like the the bottom team team of the division and like second or like in the lower tier of the whole NHL. Now hold on, pump the brakes there. Chicago <laughs> and Arizona are still worse than we are. <laughs> And so is Anaheim. Well, yeah. So, I mean, there's at least three teams we're better than right now. But, <laughs> no, they um, – something needs to be fixed, and I think it's a big trade. I, I think you got, Army's got to go look for a big trade right now. Um, oh, yeah. You can't wait till Christmas. You can't wait till this – we're not going to see a repeat of 19 here. Um, I know people want to keep hoping for it and believe in it. And you I won't see, see it again. It. I want to see it, but I, I can't bank on that. We got to go make a big trade. Um you know, I love Pareko. 
I think any team in the league, almost any team in the league, would take Pareko. Not with uh, this contract. Are you kidding? He's big. He's huge. I think if he's in the right – you know, see, here's my thing. When Pareko's got the right line mate, he's solid, super solid. They just have not found the right line mate for him. I'm sure yes. the right line mate's out there. I totally agree with you. But on a financial standpoint of the whole thing, what team in the NHL would want to withhold or take on that contract? What is he, $6 million a year? I believe. Natalie or Logan, whichever one of you guys are too, still watching, would you want to look that up for us? Yeah, look that up for us. Um, Colin Pareko's AAP. I mean, um, who could afford to? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, could it be uh, I mean, Pareko and a and a pick for Chikrin? Eight, eight. He's not eight, is he? Really eight million? No, there ain't no way. Maybe eight years. I th- I can yeah, see he was on eight, eight years year contract. But how much would like the dollar value? I, I was I was going to say maybe five or six. I thought he was six, six and a half. But, uh, but. I, no, I don't think there's a team in the NHL right now that would want to take a $6.5 million contract from Pareko for the next, I think, six years when he's when he's as big as he is and he doesn't want to – I know this is a, a bridge that we keep going across, but it, everybody looks at his size and everything and that he just – He's not a Chris Pronger. Everybody wants him to be a Chris Pronger, and that's just not who he is. I, I and I know this. I know that's what I was. I was finishing your thought. <laughs> uh, but I, I see where you're going with the whole thing with Pareko, maybe another defenseman or one of our lower tier forwards, and maybe a uh draft pick and go get a defenseman like Chitrin or some of the other guys in the league that could possibly fill the role that would be good for the Blues. Hell, even maybe we talked about this during the offseason. Go after Anaheim and pick up Klingberg. I mean, I know that's not something that the Blues will probably do, but Klingberg fits a style that Chief wants to have in his team. And you know this, I know this, because you saw it a lot in 2019. They played the rough, tough style play that Bruby has been grown into with the NHL. And I I, I mean, I thought Kleinberg or a lot of those guys would have been good for this team just because they're those guys that like to get rowdy a lot of times in the league. And I felt like he would have been a good – uh, place for really any of those guys. Kleinberg, Chitrin. I know Chitrin's more of like the style of play that's kind of like the Blues right now, but still, I thought he would have been a good fit for the team. So I would like to get Provorov. Provorov. I never thought about Provorov, honestly. And a guy told me, a guy I used to work with my old job, um, we kept mentioning this guy who I wasn't familiar with. Mm-hmm. I finally got to watch him play when we played Florida, who would fit perfectly with our scheme. Gudis. 
You're gonna have to refresh me a little bit. Uh, he's he's like a third pair defenseman. Uh, strong guy, physical guy. Doesn't score a lot of points, but he's not a big defensive liability. Um, look him up. It's G U D A S. With who? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Hmm. And he's cheap. All right, most. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, and Natalie, you got that uh, stat for us yet? Natalie's being slow. She's letting us down tonight. <laughs> Gustis, Gustis, Gudis. There you go, Gudis. He's injured right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, oh, well, he just played against us. He was on the ice the other night against us. But, eh, I mean. But we need to face the fact as fans that Army set this team up to bring in Kachuk. It backfired because Kachuk decided not to come back to St. Louis because he didn't want to play with all the whatever. You're you, whatever right. you out of. He didn't want to come back and play here right now. He wants to come play here at the end of his career. He didn't want to come play here right now. And um, it backfired because, you know, Army made the moves to set it up to bring Kachuk in, and Kachuk chose to go elsewhere, and it kind of hamstrung us. But you know what? GMs sometimes have to make these kind of risky plays because with big risk comes big reward. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he went big risk, and there is no big reward for us as fans right now. Um, I've seen multiple posts over the last couple of days calling for Baruby to be fired or, or to step down, calling for Armour to be fired. No, neither one of those two things are going to work. Neither one of those two things are a good answer to it. Uh, that's not the direction this team needs to go. Now, do we need to make a couple trades? Yeah, it, it's time to start shipping guys out. Um, now the question comes, do we ship out O'Reilly? Do we ship out Tarasenko? Can we ship out Pareko? Do we ship out Letty? Uh, do you ship out Barbashev because he's at the end of a contract? Um, is, is the season still salvageable? So do you go and you trade these guys off for draft picks and capital? And do a rebuild? Do you do a soft rebuild where you're just switching pieces out, hoping new pieces will take place? I mean, the options right now for the Blues are very open, but I don't think the season's gone far enough yet where it's not recoverable to where they're going to just say, all right, we're tearing the whole thing down and we're going to restart. I mean, Ruby's on, what, a three-year extension? Army just signed a five-year extension. They ain't going nowhere. No, they ain't going nowhere. It's not that bad. Now, we see three seasons like this in a row. Well, two seasons in Baruby's case, three seasons for Army's case, then, yeah, I can see a change made. But um, these guys have took us to a cup. They they know what it takes. They took a, they gambled, and they lost. Yeah. And, and that's what it is on personnel right now. Yeah, because uh, if, if it means anything to everybody, uh, Blues are sixth in the division, uh, 12th in the conference, and then 25th. And the league total. Hey, we're top 25. That's good in college football. <laughs> we're not talking college football, though, right now, Josh. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I touched on these stats a while or the last time. And you weren't here for whenever I went over these stats. But granted, these are stats from – two weeks ago, so they, they're probably a little outdated at the moment, but um, if I can find them, I don't even have them. Uh, that's great. But 
the team was in within the bottom half of pretty much every column that you can think of with shots on goal, goals. Um, one of the better – they're in the top half of it, but it's not the better one to be in, which is turnovers. Um, and it's – the team penalty – power play. Power play the team used to be last year was the second overall in the league. This year we're 28th. And I and a lot of it I feel like has to do with Montgomery leaving, going to Boston. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, because the pen, the power play and the penalty kill were they they're both best. top five. Only team in the league last year is top five in both categories. Yep. And it, I mean, look, I mean, look at Boston. Boston, how they are playing this year. They are. I I don't know what their stat is off the top of my head, but I think they're like fifteen and four or something along those lines. They are. Wow, they're I, ridiculously I, good right now. Uh, twenty and three. So I was, I wasn't far off, but they're. I mean, twenty and three. I mean, that is insane for going from where they were last year to this year. And I'm not going to point it just solely on the coach, but that is insane to go from one season where they were last year to this season being twenty and three within twenty three games of the season. I, uh, it says something if one guy moves from one team and has a top five power play and top five penalty kill and goes to a different team and seeing how that team is doing. That tells you something. Uh, so I, the Blues are obviously struggling with the new additions that they're having uh, in the spots that they lost. Um Perron, uh, they're solely missing Perron. Uh, I was happy to see Buchnevich start getting his stride back uh, within the uh, the winning streak. And then here as of late, he's been one of the few guys that have actually been getting goals alongside O'Reilly as well, who has actually been starting to score again. Uh, him and that Levo and sideline, they've been – doing decent but as you said before the offense has been kind of carrying the defense to where they've been able to kind of keep us in some of these games where they could possibly have a fighting chance to come back in but you can't solely depend on the offense to win you games you got to have both offense and the defense kind of chimed in on the same field and right now the defense is nowhere near the same level as the offense no no it it's it's so far off right now it's not even funny like and i mean it's frustrating it's I, frustrating. i don't know what and don't get me wrong last year the defense our defense struggled last year still, but not not to this pedigree. I don't know what happened between last year and this year that all of a sudden the defense and everything is just tanked to the level that it's at. But, I, I mean, this time last month, whenever we were talking about not being really all that worried about where things were, I, I mean – 
it's a little, I think it's still kind of early to be really worried. I mean, we're, we're a third of the way through the season. It's, I'm not going to get worried. I, I am slightly worried a little bit, but not to the full-blown side of, like, what is this team going to do? Are they just going to tank to the point to where they try to get bottom last place, try to get a first-place or first-round draft pick next year? Or I don't know. I don't know but, if they could be that bad. <laughs> maybe, maybe a top-five draft pick, but I don't think they could get number one. No, and I think What's Anaheim might take away that one. <laughs> What's his name? It's 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 uh, Badar, mm-hmm. better. I don't know. I just this this is a rough season, man. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I going back to what you said earlier with uh, what kind of moves that they could possibly be doing. A uh, few people that I've kind of personally talk to and know that have kind of ties to the organization. Uh, no, we aren't skating to the puck. That, that is definitely for sure. 50-50 pucks are not not went being won by the Blues. You, got, you see guys giving pucks up where they shouldn't even be skating away from the puck. O'Reilly did the last night and literally had the puck on his stick and just let the puck just literally drift away from him. I might be thinking of the other game against Carolina, but it was between Pittsburgh or Carolina, one of the two games. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? But kind of getting my kind of swirled a little bit. Sorry. But getting back to where I was talking about, one of somebody that I know that is closely tied to the, uh, to the organization was telling me that – there's a very, very high probability that Tarasenko will be gone by the trade deadline. Oh, I bet. I would buy that 100% at this point. I mean, we're not in a winning fashion right now. Uh, you know, and here's the other problem. It uh, pains me to say this. We should have traded him in the offseason when he was a point-per-game player because he just hasn't performed that way this year. Uh-huh. And his drafts, his stock's gone down a little bit. I don't even know what we asked for for Tarasenko because I don't think we get a first-rounder. Maybe. But who are you going to trade him to? Anaheim, Chicago to get that high draft pick? No, you got to trade him to the East because he's still got the NTC. Now, if he'll go to Philadelphia, now you go ask for Provera. But who would you want from Philadelphia? I'd take Provera. Yeah, I'd take Konecki. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I, I would honestly be fine with either of those guys, but and I still want to pick with one of those guys. I still mm-hmm. want to pick second rounder, but or a third rounder. But yeah, I mean, it'd probably be a third or fourth rounder to be honest, because those are two of their better players. But yeah, I mean. One of those two guys from Philly, if I'm going to the Rangers and I'm asking for help or asking for a trade. Uh, not Zuccarello. We're not going to get the bread, man. Kreider? I'd be okay with Kreider. I don't know what his contract looks like, though. Let's see what Kreider's contract 
But don't worry, we'll be touching on on Bennington here shortly. But um, I want to see what Kreider's contract looks like because I, I don't think that would ever be a, a, a thing that the Blues go after or even can even think imaginable of happening. But um, Kreider, 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 Kreider. Uh, Chris Kreider. And of course, I can't pull up what his contract looks like. God damn it. Oh, here we go. Team payroll. Uh, Chris, Chris Kreider is a six and a half as well. So that means O'Reilly's gone in the offseason. That means Barbershop is gone. That means that puts you in a full rebuild. Mm-hmm. It is, it is what so, it is. so you got to trade Tarasenko for draft picks. Yep. And I, I'd almost say you're going to have to, if they're going the way that they're kind of going at the moment, which it, after signing Thomas to an eight-year, eight-mil deal, after signing Kyra to an eight-year deal for eight-mil, which I he is not holding up to anything of what he is valued at at the moment. He's been uh, playing better as of late. Yeah, he's been much better the last ten games than the first twelve games. Yes, he, he he's he's kept waiting. us he's kept us in some games just just as much as as Bar, uh, Buchnevich has, and it's oh, I. But going to where they seem like they're going towards and with this team, they're going to more of the younger dynamic. We're going from one core to trying, looks like, to set up for a new core of the team. And it's – I don't know if I would have gone the way that – Army and Chief have kind of gone with it, and I don't know if Chief has had much of any input with where Army's kind of gone with the team, but it, I get where Army is wanting to go with it, but I think he could went. I get he was want, trying to get Kachuk, but God damn, I, he – I don't think he went the right way with this with how he went with the off season. I think he could have got a few bigger contracts or other contracts than what he kind of pulled or made the Letty deal. I think it was not the right one to go after. Uh, I think they should have kept Perron. They could have easily have given him the, the money in the years that they, that Detroit gave him if that's what he was wanting. And then in the next couple of years, once we got a more cap space, we could have gave him the money that uh, Thomas and Kyra freaking got. But I I just don't get why. I get that he's getting older and everything, and they you probably don't want to give a guy that's maybe in his low 30s that kind of contract. But – with the style that they were all playing with at the end of last year and everything, why don't you give that a chance? Perron's got Tom Brady syndrome. He's gotten better the older he's gotten. The more he's well, I definitely agree with that. 
the more he's developed, the more mature he's gotten, um, the more he understands and his brain computes. It's, he's almost like an AI computer. The more he takes in, the better he produces. He's one of those rare players that gets better with time, like wine, but Father Time is undefeated. Now, Perron wanted to stay in St. Louis. Y'all know this. Perron felt disrespected that they didn't even come talk to him about a contract. So Perron probably would have done two years at 4AV a year and stayed in St. Louis and then worked out another part of the contract. But, you know, Army's done this before and it's worked out. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to say worked out for one of these. He dumped Bacchus. He let Petrangelo go. Uh, there's somebody else I'm thinking of. Those are just the two big ones for each um, Let Schwartz go. Uh, yep. He let Shattenkirk go. He let... Um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? There's somebody else he let go. Uh, he <laughs> let Perron go, and, and, and this one's the one that's finally biting us in the rear. Did it hurt when Petrangelo left? Yeah. I would say yes. But but has it hurt us as bad as when Perron being gone? No. No. Um, did Pareko turn out to be everything that we were sold Pareko was going to be? No. Again, I think that comes down to partner because when J-Bo was with the team, Pareko looked like a $7 million a year defenseman. Yes, but you can't solely – and I get that they had no other sample size – like they had no other – pairing to really see it with but how how do you know if he's going to be the same way with any other pairing you know it's a risk they took and they and they get again lost there's no gm out there there's no head coach out there every move they make works out in their favor no there's not it just so happens that the last couple of big moves since putting the stanley cup team together that army has made have not equated to wins for us. Um, I mean, the second half of the season last year, Pareko was one of the best defensemen in the league. That's true. Statistically, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, he hasn't been, and we hoped he would be. I still think Mikkel is the better guy to put with him, but that leaves Letty out in the cold, which is why we probably didn't need to sign Letty, um, because Krug and Falk together are really, really good. Perunovic getting hurt, that's also hurt us. Scandella still being hurt. Scandella's a third-pairing guy. Mm-hmm. He's over. He's he's too expensive for a third pairing guy, but he's a good he's a good third pairing guy to be on the ice twelve to fourteen minutes a game. That's true. We can't we can't knock that. But he's not a one. He's not a number one pair guy. He's not a two pair guy. He's a third pairing guy. That's all oh, he is. Sure. He's overpaid. He but won't. He, he won't ever be any more than a third pairing defenseman. No, no, definitely not. But I mean, if we had Scandella in the third pair right now to rotate with Bartu, Bortuzzo. And we had Perunovic in the lineup, and he was playing better than he did last year because, again, last year was a growing year for him. His next season in the league will be another growing year and a recovery year. Yeah. Uh, the defense would probably look a lot better. But the yeah, offense and- is honestly not producing. I mean, we can we can blame the defense all we want. I'm blaming the defense. But the offense is not producing. You have Kairou's leading in goals. Bushnevich is the only other one really pumping it in. O'Reilly's starting to get there. But, but that's only three. Three, exactly. three guys. Three forwards out of nine, or out of more than that that we have, 
and they're not even still able to come up with more goals than that. I mean, hell, the, to sum it up, if everybody really wants to know where the Blues are at in numbers, and I don't even want to know this stat, uh, goals, uh, Cairo 9, Buchnevich 8, O'Reilly 7, Tarasenko 6, Shen 6. I mean, at, at some of this point in this point of the season, I would think some of these guys would be at like 12, 13, 11 goals, something like that. Not nine, eight, seven, six, six goals. I mean, and that just goes to show you what I was telling, saying earlier. They're passing the puck. They're trying to force pucks into slots that they can get goals in, and that is causing a team to turn over and give the other team chances, which they are taking those chances. And I, I don't know if it's just something that the team's just been trying to pass the puck more to try to get more opportunities, or I don't know what it is, but it's it's not – <laughs> uh nice. I need a drink. <laughs> um <laughs> maybe this is my trans on, I'm sorry. Uh but yeah, they're, they're too few with the puck. That was the point you were making. Yeah. They're 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 trying to force the puck. They're trying to get it to spots that are a little too open and they're not playing their game. They're trying to, they're trying to be more than what they are. A lot of the guys are being more than what they are. Cairo being one of them trying to be like a McDavid or McKinnon or whatever he wants to be trying to be fancy with the puck. Mm -hmm. It's not working for him. He's, He's turning the puck over more than what he should be. Uh, and it's – I mean, yes, he's getting to some points where he's able to get the puck in the net and be able to make opportunities for other guys doing what he's doing. Uh, but you've got to play your game. You can't try to play other people's games and try to succeed off of it. There's players that can do it, but Cairo, I would say, is not one of them. Okay. I want to interrupt you real quick right here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my job, I'm fortunate enough to get to listen to radio while I work. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to a lot of one-on-one ESPN. I, I, I've kind of been, I love Randy, but in the mornings we're super busy. So I don't get to listen to Randy characters. <laughs> I shout out to Randy. Uh, so I've been really picking up on the afternoon guys because I can actually hear what they're talking about. Um, uh, like Jamie and Andy. Yeah. Or Fast Ferrario. Lane, BK and Ferrario. Yeah, I get to listen to those two shows the most. Um, and they were talking about this last week. And they were talking about the stats, our offensive stats. And uh, I believe it was uh, – who, who's in the afternoon with Jamie and BT? Uh, Andy Ferrario. No, Ferrario's in at the, with uh, BK. Uh, Stalter. Yeah, Stalter. That's who it is. Yeah, so Stalter, I believe it was Stalter made this point. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But Salter made the point that he went and looked at the at the statistics. The Blues are actually shooting the puck 
at the at, at nearly the exact same rate they have since Baruby took over. The problem is right now, they take the least shots, but they have they take the most high quality shots. The difference mm-hmm. right now is those high quality shots aren't going in the net like they have in the past. Net, and what they did was they banked on last year's philosophy where we were the, one of the highest scoring teams in the league and we had the highest ver- uh, conversion on um, high quality shots and they were going in the net. That's not happening for us this year. Ruby likes low shot totals that are high quality shots because he believes that will work in the long term. A lot of the league right now has switched over to throw the puck at the net as much as you possibly can. We'll pick up a rebound and we'll shove it in the net. I believe Ruby is smart enough and professional enough and experienced enough that when he finally sees or he goes, you know what? My plan is not working. It's not working with this team. It's not working with this talent, this group together. They're not receiving the message. We have to switch our style. I think he will switch the style, but it is in his forte. And it's something we've done ever since he took over and won us a cup. It made us one of the best offensive teams in the league last year. Don't take don't take risky shots. Take high quality, good shots. Pass to you get your good shot. They're mm-hmm. just overdoing it this year. So if you really look at the numbers, we're not really shooting less than we have in the in the last few years. We're not. We're actually shooting at about the same rate. We've always been between 13th and 21st in shots taken, but we're always in the top 10 in high quality shots. The problem mm-hmm. is they're just not getting in the net right now. Um, teams have learned to adapt to our play. They figured out our style. Now it's time for us to flip the switch on them, adapt, and do something different. Yeah. The Army has built a team to play East Coast hockey. Speed, youth, skill. This organization and this head coach are defense, power, grind the boards, and floor check and back check. Some of the guys that we have right now aren't that those type of players. So Baruby being the good coach that he is, eventually he will adapt. But he is trying to get them to play his scheme. He's going to have to adapt his scheme to their skill set a little bit, at least to get through this season, because he doesn't have the guys and the heart and the leadership to play his style of hockey right now. That's my opinion. I I would agree because, I mean, he is used to, like, the the smash-mouth type play that we had a few years ago and not so much of the the speed and try to blow past your opponents and get goals that way. He's he's not used to it and I mean yeah, he's he's having to adapt just as much as the rest of the team is, but I and I'm hoping that it comes sooner rather than later cuz I personally do not like watching my team lose as much as they have and just as much as the next guy. But something something's got to change. Something's gotten to happen to get this team rolling again, and it's 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 not happening soon enough for a lot of people, as we can all see by social media. And December's gonna be tough. That shit up. I mean, because if you look at the schedule for the rest of December, we play top tier teams, top ten teams, basically the rest of the month, with oh, yeah. a couple of exceptions. Exceptions. Yeah, I mean, we'll December get into this. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. And yeah, December is. <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule right now, and December is. Ugh. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few there's a few games in there that I feel like could be possibly like easier or better games for the team that they can possibly come out with a win. But a lot of the games is it's gonna be a rough month for the team. I I have a feeling, and we'll see where they kind of go with it. But one thing I do want to touch on that Logan was kind of asking about earlier was the whole deal with Bennington. And if anybody didn't not watch the game last night, uh, Bennington had one. Oh God, no, this is, <laughs> he's putting his hat backwards. Uh, Bennington, or as you guys may have may or may not have known, uh, the Blues got to the point to where they were down four to one uh, in the game last night against Pittsburgh, and there was a few things that happened. Uh, well, two things that happened. Uh, for one, uh, whenever Bennington went back behind the net to get a loose puck for uh, to try to get back to the defense or whoever, uh, he was coming back to around the net, and two guys are going around his left side, and he might have casually made it look like he left it out there just to be out there, but he ended up clipping one of Pittsburgh's players in the face or upper body region with his glove. And it more or less looked intentional, but it could have been looked either way. It was very, very iffy. Uh, But that wasn't the big one that, uh, left left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth was after that whenever he got pulled after going up four to one uh he ended up getting pulled from the game and on his way to the bench he ended up skating by the pittsburgh bench and kind of running his mouth a little bit ended up getting them a 10-minute game misconduct and uh I, oh, believe me, I know he purposely did it. Uh, there's no right. question about it. He purposely did both the glove to the face of the Pittsburgh player, and he more or less was trying to get arousal out of the Pittsburgh bench by going up to him and pretty much talking shit. Uh, that There's no doubt about it that it was all intentional. Uh, but in doing all of it, it got Bruby's attention and a lot of – of St. Louis's attention that Bennington likes to just go about his business, run his mouth, do stupid shit like he pulled last night. And Bruby pretty much came out and called him out and he said, do your job, quit the stupid antics, get in goal, stop the puck and cut your shit out. Isn't it pretty much initially what Bruby said? And I, in my mind, in my eyes, after seeing what happened last night, I was telling my roommate this on our way home from watching the game last night. Put him up in a penthouse suite, let him sit for a couple games, bring Hofer up, and let him stew in his own shit for a little while and watch the game and watch and see how the team does with Hofer and Grice. I know it's not the best duo, but. I mean, it'd be a way to let Bainton know we're tired of your shit. Get it together. 
not to pull these stupid antics that you have been pulling whenever your team gets down like they are. Granted, I know he is doing a lot of legwork on some of it, but still, there's no need for the stupid shit that he pulled last night. I'm done. Your turn. <laughs> All right. So, Bennington. <clears throat> if Bennington was on any other team, everybody in St. Louis would hate him. I'm going to say oh, it right sure. here, right now. He's one of our guys. You may not like him. You may not respect him. Oh, I never said I didn't like him or respect him. I like the guy, but I, I don't mean that you I don't mean you, you. I meant like fans. A oh. fan, not you. Okay. Um, yeah. You may not like him, you may not respect him, you may think he's a dirty player. But most people would rather have that guy with that passion, with that fire, with that drive on their team than on the other team, than on a different team. Now, with that being said. And I've referenced this already this evening. When Bennington's on, it's a top goalie in the league. But he is so mentally fragile. He, he's almost like Jake Allen. <laughs> when Jake was on, he was a he was Jake the Snake. When Jake was off, he couldn't stop a beach ball. Bennington sometimes has the same problem. Bennington's a better puck mover. He's better at getting in and out of the, the trapezoid behind the net. Um, but he is like today. I, th- I think he wants to be today's Ron Hextel. I mean, he's fiery. He'll, he doesn't have a problem fighting. I mean, he made himself look like a fool against the Canes when he went to go to go check that Canes player and got put on his, on his rear. Um, but that's who he is as a person. He's, he's had a chip on his shoulder his entire career. He had to wait till he was 26 to get his chance. He got his chance. He took a team to the Stanley Cup Finals and won the Stanley Cup and set a record for most wins by a rookie goalie in the Stanley Cup playoffs, 16. He came back next year, this next year, played super hot. COVID hit. He went to the bubble. And ever since then, and I mind you, he got engaged and was getting married. Distraction, distraction, distraction. COVID screwed him up. Ever since that point, he has not been the same goalie until last year in the playoffs when he got brought in. We all know what happened. We all oh, yeah. know what happened with the incident mm-hmm. that resulted in the water bottle. Um, and, <laughs> and we all didn't know what was going to happen. Um, he comes back this season, looks really, really good off the bat. I mean, really, Bennington carried the team and kept the team in every game up until the last, what, two out of the last four, where he's just crippled and fell apart. Are we going into another Bennington where he's got seasonal depression and he can't play in December and January? Is that what we're going to see again? Just like we saw with Jake Allen year in and year out. Jake was great in October. He was great in November. He sucked in December, sucked in January, got good in February, April, and March. Is that what we're going to deal with with Bennington? I hope not. I mean, because that's what I feel like it is right now. And the fact that they paid him what they paid him after one Stanley Cup run with no long-term evidence behind it, but you had to pay him. You didn't have a choice. He won, won you a Stanley Cup. You're not going to pull a Colorado Avalanche and let the guy who just won you a Stanley Cup walk and go to a different team, which if you look at Colorado right now, they're not the team they wore last year. Great. Oh, God, Landis no. Skog's out, and, but they don't have the goaltending they had last year. And they, they don't, have, no, don't have Kadri either. They don't have Kadri, yeah. So, I mean, they lost two big players, plus they lost Kemper. And, and Kemper is not a world beater by any means, but he was a good, solid goal. I mean, we had his number. 
when Bennington was on the ice, we had his number. Uh, so I mean, it, it's 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 a combo of things. Uh, I think if you're if you're a smart Blues fan, you don't take this season to heart. You let it just be what it is. You know, when was the last time we did a true rebuild? I mean, because as far as I can remember, recall, oh God, it's been since it's been uh, probably twelve. It's probably been 10, 12 years since we've had like a real rebuild. Because we've been solid since fifteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, even before that, I would say probably. Maybe 13? 13 or 14. Well, we've been a solid team. We've been a playoff mm-hmm. team, a play, in playoff contention every year. Um, there's not many teams that do that year in and year out and have that stability and have that longevity of just being able to stay in the games or, or stay where they the Blues have stayed for the last number of years. So, I mean, we having a bad year? We're having a bad year. Did Army make a couple of questionable calls, hoping that it would pay off huge? Yes, he did. And and every one of us was down for it, too, because every one of us wanted Matthew Kachuk to be a blue. And we were willing to do whatever it took. He signed Kyrou, he signed Thomas, gave them the big deals, hoping Kachuk would come on board, and he didn't. It bit us in the rear end. It happens. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It sucks. No, it but, does. But I'm a Blues fan till the day I die. Regardless of what my family says, um, I got I, I was at a family event last night. I caught so much crap because I wanted to watch the Blues game. Um, the why they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it happens. Yep, it happens. Um, You're not going to be a win majority win team forever. You're going to have spurts where you're going to have like they are having now to where they're going. 11 and 13, I think, is what our, our yeah, record I is. So. Something along those pretty. Huh? It ain't pretty. No. But, um, and the jump off topic, real quick, I want to address one comment that Logan just made. Uh, whenever I had the whole issue with SeatGeek, I never really gave an update on it. Oh, oh, yeah, you gotta I, the I, I did get an update and uh, I ended up getting money back for the uh, um, the issue that I had for the wrong seat, getting the wrong seats that was advertised on SeatGeek. Um, they are very cordial about it. They're very timely with it. Um, so, and Ended up getting my money back from it and ended up using them again to hopefully be going to the game on Thursday. So we'll see how that experience goes. Oh, gosh. Who we got now? Or is this you? This is me. Hopefully, we're going to check and see if my camera works. Or if, oh. my, if, I, if I got fixed the computer. Hold what the hell is that angle? Hold on. What the hell is that angle? Oh, it's my camera down here. Oh, it's my camera down here. Hold on. <laughs> I think it was better with your phone. Kill that. 
I'm so confused. Why? I was doing technical work on my computer okay. to see if it worked. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is it working? I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Logan's going to be so happy. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. I, I don't want to know you. what I you did. I can see in the comments. Look, make fun of me. Oh, now it's dying again. No, don't tell me it's dying again. It, it like kind of went in and out for a little bit, but I think you're okay. We'll we'll see for a little bit. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you're you're good. I got the phone on back. All right. <laughs> you set up the Chernobyl fire alarm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> the yeah, <laughs> that happened. If you want to know what we were laughing about, this, this is why this I haven't been on recently because of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is Natalie to me it is shut up <laughs> um but <sighs> sorry Brandon uh -oh. I thought I had it fixed I got really excited it's okay, it's okay. it happens So continue. We'll see how long it lasts. Um, huh? Eh. I hope not, but eh. I'm gonna pay for that comment later. <sighs> you had to highlight that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna pay for that comment. Thank you, Josh. Um, but all right, back to the blues. We kind of got off topic a little bit. Uh, My they, uh, well, it wasn't so much you. It was, it, it, it was talking about SeatGeek and everything else, which is a sponsor, by the way. Uh, we uh, I can't even remember what all of our stuff is. I, I'm horrible. Uh, I gotta find it. Uh, I know it was VS, VSN. VSN on the first purchase on SeatGeek, you get $20 off. Uh, your first purchase with SeatGeek. Uh, it is a great app to be able to go on. If you don't want to pay the high prices of regular tickets, you can get them on SeatGeek. There, it's a fun interactive app or site to get tickets through. 
and it is it actually you can get find it tells you what's good deals what's bad deals what you should go with what you shouldn't go with kind of thing uh if you guys have not checked it out you should check out SeatGeek. and if you're a first time user use our code vsn you will get 20 dollars off your first purchase um but kind of getting back to oh god what do we got Really? We're getting dot, 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 dot. No, no, we're going back to the phone. What's up, buddy? I'm sorely disappointed right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk with Saffle. He's going to send me some new equipment. It happens. Might be able to. I can when I can read them. I can't read them because I'm on my phone. So it's on your man. Well, you want to do your uh, the one that you oh triple A treats. Oh, we love triple A treats. It's that time of year. Triple A treats is your local dessert delicacy in St. Louis, based out of Fenton. Um, go to Triple A Streets Facebook page. Uh, send her a message, tell her anything you want. She can make anything, and I mean anything. We're talking cheesecake, cake pops, uh, rice carrots, cookies, actual cakes, cupcakes. The, it, it's so good. It's so delicious. Um, everything's made from scratch. She's even got stuff for the vegans. She's got stuff for um, people with food allergies. She's got stuff for people who like all the goodies, the sugars, and the fats like I do. Uh, <coughs> Go check out Triple A Streets on Facebook. Check out her full gallery of all the different artwork she does. I've been talking, she does everything from your standard happy birthday, happy graduation, get well soon, happy retirement to, you know, happy parole day, um, anything custom, all novelty stuff, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. She can do it all. Go check out Triple A Streets Facebook page. Um, you'll get 10% off your order when you mention uh, VSN or even myself. She knows who I am. Trust me. She's one of my best friends. Um, and mostly because we used to work together and she makes fantastic goodies. They're so good. Um, so, yeah, check out Triple A Street's Facebook page. Tell her we sent you in. Get your goodies for the holidays. Um, I'm sure she's got some great specials and some extra goodies she's making up for uh, the Christmas season. Or Hanukkah season. Or Kwanzaa. <laughs> or whatever it is you celebrate at the end of December and going into January. She doesn't Hell discriminate. Yeah. She does stuff for everybody. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I don't get. Logan, you haven't called to check on me once. <laughs> That's not true. He's texting me to check in on me, but he hasn't called. He hasn't tried to video chat on with me. Darling, I've been married for five years. <laughs> Try again. I, I appreciate though the comics. I know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, aside from all that, um, getting back to kind of the blues, uh, gonna kind of wrap. <laughs> Sorry, 
Uh, we derail every single episode. Oh, we every do. Every time I'm on with you, we derail something completely different. Oh, for sure. But uh, gonna Smart try point. to wrap it up a little bit. We'll go through a preview. Uh, no, she she means this. This is what she meant. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm telling you, just just go check out her page, message her, tell her I sent you over personally. She will take great care of you. She's an amazing young lady. Well, she will definitely probably be checking checking out her page because I know how Natalie is, and she will probably be going to she's probably going to check it out right now if she's not still watching the uh, the stream. But um, kind of getting back to the team a little bit, uh, we're gonna try to wrap it up here. Uh, we're I'll go over the kind of schedule for the next kind of week or so. Uh, but, uh, this coming, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, still here. This com- huh? I'm still here. Okay. Uh, this coming, well, tomorrow they're playing against the Rangers at six, uh, Tuesday, they are playing against the Islanders at six 30 Thursday. They are playing against Winnipeg here at home. Uh, Sunday or next Sunday, they are playing against Colorado at home, and then we'll kind of get into next week's uh, uh, the games kind of from there on as we get to our show this this week. We're not going to be on, I know we were kind of late this week with playing or recording on Sunday. Uh, we're going to try to get back to it a little bit this week. We'll be this upcoming week. We'll be on Friday at eight. We'll try to be on at eight. It might be like eight fifteen ish or so, but we're going to shoot for eight. Um, I'm going to the game on Thursday. That's why we will not be on Thursday at eight. We'll be on Friday. Uh, we'll kind of go over Monday's game, Tuesday's game, and then Thursday's game as well. Hopefully we'll have some good comments or good things to talk about. Why? Why the face? Well, back-to-back against the New York teams. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That's good this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, hey, look about it this way. If the game starts going to shit, I'll be in a suite. So I'll be having all the drinks I can have, and I'll be completely fine. <laughs> Natalie, you're driving home. Oh, Natalie's not going to the game. Oh, She's going to a ho- her holiday party with her work, which she's a little upset that I am not going. I am going to the game instead. Are the Blues home on Saturday night? Thursday? Yeah. No, Saturday. Saturday? Uh, you mean Sunday? Yes. Oh, we're not playing Saturday. My wife's work party Saturday night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see yes. you score some tickets. <laughs> yes, Natalie, we are in a suite. You just made it worse on yourself. I think it's SW. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Well, that's the schedule kind of for the next few upcoming games. We'll be back on Friday to kind of talk about the next. Yeah, she's she's going with my boy or my roommate. I don't know. Wow, 
I'm glad I caught myself, but she's going with my roommate to her holiday party and doing all sorts of fun stuff while I'm going to the game, probably watching the Blues lose. So there's that. Um, I would have gone, Natalie. You should ask me. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll be on kind of throwing ourselves back on topic for the umpteenth time. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back on Friday night at 8 o'clock. Yes, I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. I, I I almost did say boyfriend. I caught myself before I said it, but I said roommate. Um, yeah. So Friday night, eight p.m. We'll talk about the Rangers game, Islanders game, Winnipeg game, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about and not the stressful losing blues that we've had for the last two to three months. So, um, Josh, any closing comments? All I want for Christmas is a blues hot streak. A blues hot streak. A blues hot streak. (laughs) Yeah, and no, Natalie, I am not cheating on you. And acting, I am not acting weird. Um, So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, We will uh, can't wait to see you guys in the next one. Uh, From me, Josh, and the rest of VSN, thank you very much for coming out and checking out this week's episode, and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.